what it is what is up what is good gamers this is shown up 71 aka digadulamite that purple bling bling y'all and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 190 the gaming vessels podcast As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here, as always, talking about video games uh, with my two partners in crime uh, you guys um want to give a quick uh just had a quick announcement uh we haven't talked about it in a while but we are still doing our uh rolling credits uh, giveaway um at the end of the year so if you are a member of uh, our podcast uh, sorry our uh, discord uh we have a section on there where people can post uh the the uh, credits of games that they have beaten and uh, the listener or the member who has beaten the most games uh, in that calendar year will get a selectively a selected grand prize. Ooh. So, uh, so yeah. So unfortunately, you know, are we doing a drawing or are we uh, uh, just whoever got the most, whoever got the most, you know, gets, oh, okay. it's not a drawing, whoever got the most. So you still have time, get out there, beat those games. It has to be a, uh, like a double a type of game, double a, triple a, uh, game that has, you know, at least, at least I would say 10 hours or more, you know, uh, that way we can basically, you know, you know, reward those folks that are out there, you know, pushing the industry forward, playing these games, you know, and having and just having a blast, like experiencing it. So uh, the three of us are not eligible, so you don't have to worry about that. I know Kevin was was uh, burning the midnight oil, beating a couple of games lately, but he is. You don't have to worry about him creeping up behind. So don't worry about it. So. But uh, but yeah, love to see you guys participate. Uh, post post your credits in in that uh, channel, and um, uh, we will you know happily give give that winner uh, something special. So please stay tuned, and uh, we'll talk about it more uh, in the next coming weeks. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, folks, go ahead and finish them games. Yes. Of course, our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> otherwise known as the food max of gaming. Who can maximize your gaming dollar? What's going on, man? Not much. I uh, just got back from the park with my dogs. You know, I had to make the choice of uh, either going and walking my dogs where, you know, they haven't, like, been out in the last, like, four or five days because it's been rainy and kind of gloomy here and... Uh, or go to GameStop and trade in games because there's a 60% trade boost going on right now. So mm. I, mm. <laughs> I deferred boost. to my animals. I deferred to my animals. Yes, mm-hmm. they, they, that's they, nice. The games will be getting good later. So, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Rinse and repeat, a oh boy. You know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm looking at this like, okay, why am I trading this? You just picked this up. Blah, 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 beep, beep, beep. So I'm trying to just, you know. Make sure I'm trading stuff in I'll never pick up again. And, mm-hmm. you know, just make sure I'm not, you know, the gaming bully make over here, like binge and purge, binge and purge. So, <laughs> understood. 
Don't want to do that. Nope. The no. gaming supermodel, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I maintain my, my library, my sexy library. Yeah. Make sure it's all all nice and lit. Sure. Yeah. More like I'm a, I'm addicted to credit. I need to buy digital to get off my uh, physical crack. Oh here. gosh. Oh man. <laughs> but it just it just be calling you, man. It just be calling me. Just be calling me. Nah, uh, there's a couple of stuff I'm getting. I'm like, I I had games that I have digitally because of PlayStation Plus, and it's just like you. I think a couple of weeks ago, Kev, I'm just looking at my digital catalog, my physical catalog, and trying to make sure they commingle and whether I want to keep a game even though I have it digitally because I like to actually physically own the box and the disc or decide to say, hey, kick it at the curb. Like, you know, like stellar titles like Biomutant, which we'll talk about in the news <laughs> on there. And, uh, you know, Agents of Mayhem, you know, titles like that, you know. So so I'm, I'm gifting them a new home to go and, and go to and bless someone else with their gaming goodness. So. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I, I am donating them back so that GameStop donating. Could, like yes. GameStop's a freaking charity. <laughs> I mean, you never know. They'd be doing some. No, they're not. I mean, let's let's be honest. They are not a charity at all. Uh, you always know. They are villains. Yeah. Dun dun dun. <laughs> all villains. right. Well, all right, folks. As always, our first topic on the docket is going to be the playlist. All right, Des, let's kick things off with you. What you been playing? All righty. What have I been playing aside from getting ready for my finals? Um, next week is my finals week, so I'm just like, oh. So um, um, what have I been playing? Okay, so first thing, always No Man's Sky. Um, I definitely play that game in order to just relax, decompress, um, and I in, enjoy it for that. So uh, the expeditions are back. I've uh, been playing a little bit of the expeditions have not been uh, super um, aggressive and completing them. And that's fine. You know, a lot of that stuff you can uh, get through the marketplace on the um, in the anomaly. So it's fine. Um, I don't really worry about it. And and I'm sure it'll be fine. So <laughs> uh, so no man's sky most likely will be on the docket for a long time. And that's fine. I really enjoy it. So I keep playing it. Um, also been playing Gotham Knights. Um, the game's fun. I really enjoy this story. If you are a comic book person like I am, you will definitely enjoy it. It has, it has all the makings of a good story and it's just, it's just a lot of fun to play. Um, I don't know what people are, I mean, could it look better? Sure. And everything can look better, but I think for, for what you're getting and what you're playing, it's, it's totally fine. I enjoy the uh the crafting aspect of it i enjoy the uh the gameplay the combat's fine um yeah i'm really enjoying it so have I, you messed I, with I, the horde mode yet or is i have not messed with the horde mode yet i'm gonna most likely beat it first before i play the the horde mode because i want to i, I want to see what what happens you know in it and what's funny is is depending on who you're who you are playing the game with during the during some of the the bigger um cutscenes um the npcs that you're meeting will respond differently to them which is fantastic so i had to go to you know talk to harley quinn somewhere and i went as dick grayson and she was you know 
you know, constantly, you know, giving Dick a hard time. So it was just kind of funny. And I'm sure, and it's completely different when you go there with um, Jason Todd. And if you go there with, um, uh, with Barbara Gordon and it's all funny. So I really enjoy that you get different scenes with each character. And, and I thought the writing for each of the characters was, was, was pretty good. It's pretty good. So, so far, I, but I'm really liking it. And I really think that people should give it a chance. Um, especially if you're a comic book person, you know, it's, it's, I, I think it's really good. I, I, and I really think that the, the patrols are really fine. It's nothing to write home about, but it's a really nice way to get, you know, materials for upgrading stuff. And then you get, you know, you get these things where you have to interrogate people. And if you interrogate people, they'll give you more information for, for, for other side, side events that you can do. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, it is definitely a lot of fun. So I think that's just enough RPG elements, um, just enough crafting elements, just enough um, extra stuff in it to uh, make it, you know, fun. And again, the story is, is, a, is a lot of fun so far. I'm really enjoying the story. So I know Will D commented that he feels ashamed that console players have only uh, have the 30 frames. I guess he's playing it at a 60 or 120, depending on the setup. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that the the PC master race are really getting the really getting the goods, and that's good for them. I'm happy for them. You know, y'all y'all enjoy it. So, um, but it looks fine to me. So, again, high res right here, high res hater here. So. Uh, and the last game that I've been playing is The Outer Worlds. Yes, I went back to it. I wanted to give um I wanted to give City in a little bit of love. Um haven't uh beat it. So and I really enjoyed it what I've been playing so far. Um I played it a long time ago and got really far on it and then just kind of other other shiny things popped in. But I really wanted to play it. Um I really wanted to play it. I was just missing their type of games and so i figured this is a new game let's let's pop it in and play it and it's it's uh been a lot of fun so far so you know i'm still on the first planet uh still plugging away and and i'm really enjoying it so but that's really all that i have been playing so uh kev what have you been playing buddy so i have been playing a little bit of atari 50 uh, that's kind of like my kind of want to use that as my late night, you know, getting ready for bed game. And I've been going through the timeline feature that that timeline in that game is fantastic. Uh, it has uh, marketing materials for certain games. It has uh, like maybe the longest video I've seen is maybe like three or four minutes uh, interviews from the programmers who actually made the games back in the day, you know, working on uh, Pong and talking about how uh, they had an, a, a somewhat of a different idea about it and then how uh, the sound effects. <laughs> it was funny. They said that Nolan Bushnell wanted um, minor spoiler. I guess this is, you know, this is just in the uh, the timeline feature. There's an interview going on. They're talking about uh, how Nolan Bushnell, when uh, they pitched the idea of Pong to him, he wanted there to be the sound of a crowd cheering, like at a like a big sports arena. Yeah, wasn't it supposed <laughs> to be like tennis or something? Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was the idea. Um, 
but due to limitations of the hardware and the the fact that they were on they were trying to get this this thing out uh to meet uh, fiscal uh re financial requirements the programmer just took like a shortcut and just made this boop 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 and he just <laughs> rushed it in you gotta deal went, with this. Yeah, and they just went on ahead with it. And I thought that was really cool. Um, during the course of the timeline, uh, you are introduced to the some of the reimagined games from the the classic the, those classic uh, from those classic titles, and some of them work better than others. I do appreciate the. I appreciate the uh, how the um, the controls were thought out in this. For example, like you can play Missile Command, and uh, obviously there is not a trackball on the DualSense, but you can use the DualSense pad. And while it is not the most uh, intuitive. Um, control option for a game like Missile Command, it does kind of sort of work. You just have to be mindful of not pressing down on the sense, the, the, the dual sense pad, because it's basically most programmers just use it as a big button to access a menu of some sort, but they use the actual touch features of the pad to maneuver the cursor. And then uh, in the breakout, reinterpretations you also use the the dual sense pad and like i like i said it, it it's serviceable it is probably given what's available i would have still liked to have seen this game release like say a, a collector's edition a physical collector's edition that included uh remakes or reinterpretations of those specific controllers like a twist controller a knob controller maybe even a trackball i think that would have been and and just use that as like a um uh deluxe collector's edition i think that would have been fantastic but you know i get it uh, that there are probably some costs involved in doing something like that that uh either would have made the collector's edition uh, prohibitively expensive or um, they didn't think enough people would pay what they would need to pay in order to get that. So I, I, I get it, uh, but uh, playing it on the PlayStation using the DualSense, it's, some of that, that stuff is serviceable, but the timeline feature is kind of dope. Um, other than that, I have been playing Callisto Protocol Oh, what have you thought about that? Yeah. Um, so there, there's, there's a lot of controversy going on with that game. And I can see why. The game reminds me of a slightly more, in, in its mechanics, of a slightly more refined The Order 1886. Okay. Uh, particularly when you're dealing with the melee combat. Uh, for those who maybe who have who've never played it, there are parts in the order where you fight these lichens, and it's very kind of punch outy, 
where you know you have to dodge and weave and it, it, it's limited movement uh due to the camera and it's a fixed angle well it callisto protocols combat is a lot like that at least in my opinion you're doing a lot of um uh and a couple of reviewers from what i've from what i've heard describe it as being you know punch out the horror game huh. and it, it, that's kind of okay. sort of what it is you use the left stick to dodge left or right the there is no dodge window it's just when an enemy is coming up to you you're kind of locked there's like a soft lock on that is uh that's applied to an enemy and you can either push the left stick to the left or the right to just dodge automatically when they're coming at you. Uh, some enemies require two dodges before you can hit them. Some enemies require three dodges before you can hit them. At least the ones that I've come in contact so con come in contact with so far. One of the things that they kind of introduce is how they utilize um, firearms in this in this game, and I think they had something fairly unique going. I just don't think it was really fleshed out to what it should have been. Uh, as you dodge and as you do damage, enemies' weak points will be there's a there'll be a cursor that like an aiming reticle that will show up on an enemy weak point. If you do a quick aim and you don't even have to aim with the stick, you you just hit the uh, L2 to automatically snap to that target. You snap to that target and you shoot it. And effective in effect, it's basically adding to the stun meter. There is a, a, a non-visible stun meter of some kind that's applied to the enemies in the game. So the more damage you do, the more you put it puts them in the stun state, allowing you to do the grotesque finisher finishers that, that are available. Um, one thing that the game definitely has going for it, especially I'm 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 assuming it's something similar, but it's really profound using the dual sense, is those adaptive triggers. You really feel the grittiness, the uh, visceral impact of the melee. It's like when you get hit, you feel it through the controller. When you hit something and you start off using like, um, I guess it's something like a steel pickaxe uh, before you get, you can upgrade that weapon to some type of baton with a, uh, uh, like an electric baton you as you're as you're hitting something those um those triggers kind of push back a little bit so you really feel like uh you're feeling in your hand like they you're making a serious impact on the enemies that you're coming in contact with it is very visually audibly and uh i guess uh sensory through touch you feel the impact of of this of this of the of this fighting mechanic that comes through loud and clear in this game and i think because it does such a great job in that uh 
for, at least for me, it overshadows a lot of this game's shortcomings. And there are there are shortcomings in, in the game. Um, I'm not very far in it. I'm maybe about an hour, hour and a half, two hours into it. And I've already noticed a lot of enemy repetition. Um, I've noticed uh, just... I do, it, it's almost like the game... Uh, when they made it, they were really trying to focus on certain things. And it's almost like they were pulled away to address something else. And they were pulled away from that to address something else. And nothing else. There are certain parts of it that just don't seem to come together. But the emphasis was definitely that melee combat. Uh, again, my only concern is that I wish firearms were implemented a little bit better because, uh, at least with the with the weapon that I have right now, uh, there are parts and you're on where you'll be coming down a hallway and you'll see some funky thing running towards you. If in effect, shooting it is the is like the biggest waste of ammo. Uh, don't shoot it. If you're, if you're going to shoot it, let it get up to you and engage in it melee style because shooting it seems to almost have no effect. Whereas, and I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more of the dead space influence come into play here where say, if you shot this thing in the leg uh, maybe blew a knee out, you know, something like that, it would, you know, at least put it in, you know, slow it down a little bit where it would just have some effect. I've shot things in the head, blown the head off, wasted most of my ammo, and uh, it's still coming at me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, it, you know, they're, I think a little bit more, if they put in a little bit more tactical thought into how they implement the firearm into that combat, I think it would have been a little bit better. Um, I definitely see the criticisms that people have with the game it, it, this early in it, but that there's something about that melee combat. I mean, when you're bringing, when you're splitting a zombie, space zombie, that's what I'm going to call them. They have a specific name for them that escapes me at the at the moment. When you're splitting a space zombie's head open with a police baton, <laughs> there is something really visceral. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that word a lot, so forgive me, but there is something really gritty and grimy uh, about that. And it's visually represented very well, too. Your your main character is going to have a blood splatter all over him, you know, as he's cracking these things, skulls open. Um, he's going to have a specific blood splatter on his pants because you have to in order to get the pickups that the zombies leave behind you got to foot stomp them and some of them require you to foot stomp them more than once <laughs> in order to get the yeah. make sure you get nice. the drop make sure you get the 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 dropped item from them so it's that is what keeps me going back 
Yeah, I've seen uh, some death game. animations that's been very like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, the death animations of the main character are really gritty, really gritty. Yeah, I was really? like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ugh. Are you going to like lay off the game, Des, because of that? Or I know oh, I have no idea. Horror. I don't know. I'm not really a horror um, fan, but, but I hear... I hear it's supposed to be really good, you know, regardless. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I've watched some of the stuff behind it and, and looked at it, but I don't know. Probably I saw played, a box of the collect- Super the Greatest Collector's Edition at GameStop. I was like, uh. What, I, that, I like, think that's. Monsters or something? It is a huge ass box and it's like 300 bucks. So. Oh, what's in it? Uh, I think a, a statue. Figure. I think it's the, yeah, yeah, it's a statue. Big. When it's that big, it's usually a figure or something. I'm not a figure fan. I don't know. I just, uh, no room. So, yeah, I don't blame you. You know, and again, you know, it's it's not very well liked by a lot of critics. It's, I think it's got a 80, it's sitting in the low 80s uh, for user reviews and something like 74 or 76, depending on the platform. As far as uh, prof- quote unquote professional reviews, uh, so your mileage is going to vary. I think it's you know I basically in in essence didn't have to pay out of pocket for it, so um, I'm feel I feel good about owning it, and I think it's definitely a game that's worth playing through. But other than Callisto Protocol, I played a little bit more of Sonic Frontiers. Not any significant progress uh, in that game since the last time I mentioned it, but I'm still enjoying it, and uh, it's definitely a game I'm going I'm going to continue to play. But I spent a lot of time uh, getting warmed up to my uh, uh, Victrix Pro FS controller diving back into dragon ball fighters and man this controller is is freaking awesome it's i haven't um it's been a while since i used my hitbox playing uh fighters or any fighting game actually uh, just simply because of the the lack of ease of use of getting back into the ui and all that stuff all the the victrix controller has all the playstation uh uh, buttons that you need to get back into the UI, set up a set up a chat. It's also got you know the 3.5 millimeter uh, headphone jack that you can use in, in your party. So everything that you can do on a controller, uh, with the exception of simultaneous R3, R uh, L3 and R3 simultaneous function, is there, and that's not a big issue for me. Uh, that would that only really comes into play for those that are really seriously doing uh, uh, doing stuff in the in the uh, labs, and you can do ninety nine percent of the lab work, meaning the training modes in these fighting games with this stick without doing anything particularly unique. It's just that some people use the record and the play function in the training modes and attach it to L three or R three. And in this one, because you can only have either L3 or R3 active at one time, you're just going to lose utilizing, let me hit this to record and that to play. So that's really the only thing, the only thing that's missing 
uh, with this controller, but everything else is just really on point. Um, I can do my instant air dashes. I can do my, um, I've been working with Gohan, Base, Goku, and Jiren as my primary team. So I went back to them. And uh, after knocking the dust out of my uh, muscle memory, at least with uh, Team Gohan, I was able to at least get back to the, the, the relatively low level of proficiency that I had um, when I uh, stopped working with them using my, uh, my base hitbox. And uh, yeah, this is going to be my, I think this is going to be my, my fighting game controller from, from here on out. It is just absolute, an absolute joy to use. I can rest my, my wrists in between, you know, while, you know, waiting for, uh, you know, to go back to neutral or, or executing a combo, which is normally kind of a no-no. You don't want to rest your your wrists on a hitbox because it puts a lot of strain on your tendons. You know, it's kind of like typing in bad form, but you because there is a sloped, um, there is a sloped and rounded edge on the front of this. It's just a really nice place to rest your hands uh, if you want to play kind of in the in the in the lazy way. And I just don't get any kind. There's just zero stress on. Uh, my fingers and you know I'm I would imagine that all of the typical 2d fighting game uh, functions are just a breeze with this I just know I, I I know just by messing around with fighters I can do everything uh, maneuver maneuver wise in this game with like no problem you know uh, Full screen, super jumping, uh, falling, rapid falling, uh, slow falling, all these things that are you that you really have to have a good grasp of uh, tactically when you're playing online. It's just a breeze to do with this uh, with this controller. It's 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 just absolutely fantastic. It's worth every penny that I paid for it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll have to and, upload uh, fighters so you can have some scrub sport going on. You can wipe the table with me. So <laughs> he wants a challenge, Joe. <laughs> uh, I can work myself up to a challenge, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Here's a joke, Joe. Just messing with you. Yeah. So that's really all I've been done. I, uh, for whatever reason, GameSpot, yeah, not GameSpot, GameStop was slacking on my reservation for Need for Speed uh, Unbound, so I was able to pick that up. Uh, have not had a chance to load it up and play it. Uh, I'm hearing kind of sort of some positive stuff about that. I guess there was a a minor uproar in the Twitter sphere uh, because somebody didn't like the fact that the... Uh, one of the Digital Foundry reviewers said that he, I guess he liked the game, but it had too much hip-hop in it. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, oh. maybe he doesn't like that the hip-hop, man. Come on. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it, it, yeah. it, it doesn't bother me. It's like, yeah, if, you know, if... Uh, you know, if something had, you know, death metal in it, I'm not going to be a big fan of that soundtrack either, you know. Um, but people were kind of getting kind of bent out of shape that uh, he put that in his uh, review. in his review as a personal. And he, I guess he said, I didn't watch it. I guess he said it was a personal taste. Uh, 
uh, and he did not. I guess he was not a fan of the uh, the hit the hippity hops. <laughs> did he actually say hippity hops though? No, I don't think he did. I'm saying. That. Oh damn, that'd have been hilarious <laughs> if he actually said hippity hops. I'd be like, wow. and who knows? I mean, if it's modern hip hop, I know ASAP Rocky is involved. It's like I don't tend to not care for like modern hip hop at least. So that's my thing. But I'll have to wait until I've played a game to kind of find out. So. Uh, I never heard of ASAP Rocky till this game came out, so that tells you, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I only found out about him when he had a cross promotion with McDonald's, you know. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I'm the he's, wrong person. I, I think he might be like maybe associated with a Kardashian of some sort, so I'm not entirely sure. So. Mm. Well, if he oh. is, his downfall is shortly will be coming shortly because. <laughs> <laughs> Every brother that links up with a Kardashian uh, goes into a steep, flaming uh, crash. So I'm gonna do the. Uh, it's gonna be a uh, ASAP Jabroni. <laughs> there you go. So, I did pick up Need for Speed as well. Um, Walmart had the Steel Book, and had it for the same price as the regular edition. So you know I. Do, do or tour, you know me. Steelbooks came came with a uh, something they called what the, they called it. The, what's the term, Des? The uh, neck the neck scarf we were talking about. Oh, it's like a freaking face mask. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called either, but it definitely was not you know what they were saying it was. So yeah, the special edition because it came in a nice box, but it has twenty four uh, hello my name is stickers of. Four art pens, Need for Speed Unbound art pens, uh, four stickers, and yeah, mm-hmm. and a steel book. Yeah, so, and plus this face mask with the NFS, so I could go rob a 7 Eleven with my Need for Speed branded. <laughs> that have been cool. Unbound mask, you know. I, I guess if I was like in the, you know, Northeast or something, if it got super cold. I could bust that with the face mask. Something you know. tells me that if that if it's in that, it's that is not going to keep you anywhere in any way, shape, or form warm. In, oh no! Type in the northeast. <laughs> Maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> but I doubt it. That's true. Yeah. That's that's my playlist for the week. So, pass the mic on to you, Jeroni Chief. What you been up to? Uh, well, I guess the face mask is called a baklava, I think. It sounds baklava. like a... baklava. Baklava. Ba- baklava. I'm, I'm thinking of the Armenian dessert tree. Yeah, that's but... the same thing I was wondering. <laughs> Bak- baklava. So. <laughs> and one thing, I, was, I didn't get a chance to pipe in, uh, Kev, but uh, Digital, f- uh, not Digital Foundry, um, Digital Eclipse posted on their Twitter feed. Someone came up with a, um, a m- pretty much a mapping for a paddle controller, but it's only for the Switch and for the Xbox um, Series controller on here. So you could actually 3D print a particular paddle controller on top of either of those two controllers to be able to go ahead and uh, do paddle control on the Atari 50 collection. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool on there. I don't know if I have easy access to a 3D printer if not necessarily. I know one person posted on uh, Twitter that they went to their local library and actually had them print out the schematic. So hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Let me, I'll, I'll share it in the in the 
notes real quick while I go over what I've been playing here. And uh, as far as what I have been playing, uh, pretty much it's been kind of a low-key week for me a bit. Uh, I've been like a little busy. I went to a couple concerts this week, so uh, pretty much I've been out and about. But uh, what I have played basically is... Uh, a lot of No Man's Sky still um, started the expedition. You know, I'm trying to see if I could get it completed. And um, by the time it's over, I think it's over in the next couple of days, according to the uh, mapping on the uh, schedule for that. So I'm definitely going to make a concerted effort. You know, one thing about the expeditions that they basically start you off with nothing. But uh, uh, once you go ahead and do the... Um, steps to you know uh start earning the points in the expedition they kind of give you a lot of stuff very very quickly on the drops on there and i kind of found out on the home planet that i was on that uh that there's a bunch of uh you know bases and resources that were made um, by other users and whatnot to help out people that are on the expedition so i found that it's kind of cool you know like i wanted to going to this base that uh, had, um, you know, all sorts of stuff that I could go and, uh, you know, combine and make different items and stock up and go trade stuff in and, and keep warm on this cold, barren-ass planet. So, you know, kind of, I almost, in a way, wanted to kind of fly and check out some of the bases that some of the users actually created just to check them out. But, you know, if I do get time to do so, I will. I know I haven't really delved in too much as far as... Uh, uh, taking a look at some of the user-created you know, bases and other planets that I usually uh, see on the No Man's Sky, like Reddit and other places where, you know, they have, like, kind of bases to go check out what coordinates that are provided that you can go and fly out to. So it's, I'm still enjoying that quite a bit. So uh, also played uh, some Dragon Quest Eleven, still plugging away at that, uh, making a concerted effort to, you know, play that on PlayStation 5 and kind of plug my way through that. And so... Still in the beginning portion of that game, uh, not to the point where I uh, was at previously. And then um, I played more Pokemon Violet, actually. So uh, How's actually, that going? It's actually been pretty fun on there. You know, I've kind of noticed I actually, this time I had to switch, you know, because since it's been rainy and cold, I got 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 a portable, got in bed, got the covers on, and, uh, you know, a couple got of Got the dogs. covers on? Just... Yeah. That's funny. You know, you know, pretty much keeping warm, sitting there playing Switch in bed, and it's just like, it was a good old time. So, you know, up to the point where, you know, I'm catching more Pokemon, obviously, um, and uh, getting through the beginning portion of the game. I kind of met, like, a uh, kind of super strong Pokemon. That's the one that you kind of see that the main protagonist, like, rides, like, it transforms into a motorbike and whatnot. Yeah. That hasn't happened he for me yet. Yeah, you but, get uh, that's one of the ones you those are those are the ones you get that you can um that are part of the main thing. So yeah, you're supposed to get those, which is kind of cool. So yeah, you're able to yeah. run around and yeah, you can do all kinds of stuff. Like have you seen the flying ones when he when he turns into they turn into like a flying um they can fly around and go on water and stuff. It's, it's, they're kind of cool. Yeah, no, I haven't experienced yet, but it seems like everything's so damn streamlined. It's like, you know, I notice I've caught more than uh, the normal six in the team as far as Pokemon are concerned, and you could actually get to your box immediately. You basically access your box. You don't have to go to a Pokemon Center to access access the box on there. So uh, basically, 
And it was the point that, uh, you know, you could access your box at any time and swap out your Pokemon at a moment's notice. So I kind of noticed that was different from, like, the last prior Pokemons I've personally played on there. So so I thought that was a very, like, you know, thoughtful thing to do if that's the case. So, you know, I don't know if... I don't think that was a common thing in previous Pokemon titles, right, Des? Say that again, I'm sorry? Uh, to be able to switch out your Pokemon out of your box immediately, like, you know, have access mm. to your box. You don't have to necessarily go to a Pokemon center to do so. No, I thought you out. I thought you always had to. Um, I thought you always had to do that. Yeah, but now you could access your box anytime, so. Which is you know I mean? awesome. Yeah. So, just good old change of life quality uh kind of improvement that game freak has done and you know i i know the game did patch up again i know they're working on subsequent patches for the game so i didn't really notice it was too bad performance wise you know so obviously you know playing the portable i'm not going to get all the frames and whatnot but you know i'm not that incensed by it so we'll have to see i did pick up a diglet but i have not noticed any sort of diglet shenanigans like i've seen on the web so i think some people were to be completely transparent, I think some of that stuff was people who were working on modded, uh, who were working on modded stuff. So I think that's yeah, and I think that's one of the things they don't tell you is sometimes people have they have modded uh, games, uh, and so it's not so much that it's they're they're fully you know messed up, but it's just you know people are just they're. I, I don't want to say people are not being honest, but but I do think that there's there, there's other stuff that is happening to make it look so bad sometimes. But all the other reviewers that I have that I have seen and looked at, like most of them, I I, I pretty much trust. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, th- there is something going on that I wish was was different. But um, at this point, I'm still like I I, I think I'm still going to wait a little bit before I before I pull the trigger and buy one. But um, if you're playing it and you're and you're not really seeing anything that's that's really, you know, making you like deter you, you know, deter you from doing it, then I think, OK, maybe it's time for me just to kind of like bite the bullet and, and, and get one, too. So but we'll yeah, see. It might be fun to play co-op, you know, essentially. I know co-op's the first like kind of um, mainline Pokemon game that I actually advertised that you can play co-op in at the mm-hmm. same time. You know Exactly. So that's why I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll just, you know, maybe I'll just go ahead and do that. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know as far as if there's any deals. I know that there was a deal with the Home Shopping Network had it for like I think twenty oh, to twenty five percent off or something like that, or twenty dollars off or whatever. Yeah, which is like so hilarious when you think about it. And I'm thinking like, Joe, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not coming. It's, it's it's all the you know usual suspects. Wario sixty four, uh, cheap ass gamer deals, you know all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not I'm not you know looking at Google every five minutes trying to find the deal or anything. Mm-hmm. No no no. No. Uh, you know I'd, I'd love to quit quit my day job and like do referrals like Wario and Cheapy D, but you know I um you know I I don't want to like you know that's my n- new life path. I don't think that's my new life path. I don't think I'm going to live on Amazon referral links. So (laughs) even though it's probably good living, who knows, you know, I mean, I could see you doing it. I could see myself doing it too, but you know, I'd rather do my government business like I'm doing. So, but that's all for me this last uh, week. So K 
kick it back over to you, Kev. All right. So <clears throat> lots of good stuff being played among all, all three of us, I think, this past week or so. So that's going to move us on to our next topic on the docket, that being the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic. All righty. So for this week's main event, we, we asked the question, what video game world, uh, what video game world would you like to visit and why? Mushroom Kingdom, Hyrule, Raccoon City? Let us know and we'll share your answers on the next show. So unfortunately, we didn't really get we didn't really get a lot of uh, feedback for it. I guess people are just too scared to to live in any of the worlds that inhabit our video games. I you know th- there's only a couple of video game worlds that I think would be fun to 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 go to um, that wouldn't be super scary. So um, like video games are supposed to be action oriented, so of course most of the video games are going to have some kind of weird protagonist. I'm sorry, weird like antagonist or some weird like monsters or stuff like that in it so maybe it's just not fun to go to you know unless you're going to something like you know um what is it uh what was that one with tom nook and all them um animal crossing yeah so you go to animal crossing but then you know you have that bastard tom nook to deal with and putting you in debt so maybe that's not a good place to go either um but uh but no i i I can understand, you know, people not, you know, wanting to go to a, a super bad place. So for me, though, I think it'll be kind of fun uh, to visit one of the more sci-fi areas. Um, I think it'd be kind of fun to to visit, uh, like the outer, no, not the outer worlds, because that 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 place is like a crap hole because it's like set in the, it's like it's in the future, but it's set in this weird sort of like. Um, everything is like about corporations and it's a whole big, you know, no, no, I don't want to go there. That's bad. Um, where, where place would I like to go? You know, that's a, that's kind of an interesting question that that I gave everybody. Is there any place that either of you would like to go? Like Kev, any place that you would like to go to visit? Um, I guess maybe it's kind of like a, a bit of an anime crossover, maybe like the Dragon Ball world. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know. See, see, the thing is, like, if we were to go to like a Dragon Ball world, like, or Dragon Ball Fighters or something like that, I, I would have to be someone that can hold their own. Because, like, I was thinking about, like, maybe if we go to like Street Fighter universe, but then, like, I can't be walking down the street to get some milk and then get my ass beat. It's like, I can't do that, you know? <laughs> oh, like, you don't go to Metro City? Yeah, exactly. It's like get a, or, get a piece of ham from a like a big ass uh, drum. Yeah, or like or like go to like Final Fight. That was solved. That was solved. The uh, the the food issue, just you know, people just, just knocking over trash cans and finding yeah. roasted turkeys and yeah. hams. Trash can turkeys just on the street. Filet mignon, <laughs> still hot and cooked. Yeah, smoking. You get and you now. I don't think I would want to see. That's the thing. Like like beat em ups. I'd be scared to like beat em ups. Like seriously. Like walking around and you know, hey, and then you have to like. I'm just trying to go to school. You know, no, nope, you got to fight. Well, you all know these what's, what's funny <laughs> is that there was a um, a fan made manga where Yamcha winds up being the strongest in the universe. I haven't. I didn't read. I didn't read. Poor it. Yamcha. Yeah, it is. 
it's actually pretty good. It's like Yamcha was like in this world and he had like a Rip Van Winkle moment and he wakes up as Yamcha as himself, but everybody keeps calling him Yamcha. <laughs> and he comes to find out that he's he's like way powerful than Goku and Vegeta and all these. <laughs> it's, from what I hear, it's actually pretty good. And so mm-hmm. somebody has actually put some a, cer- a certain amount of thought into that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I think it going to like some. I think going to an RPG would be kind of fun, but it'd have to be one of the more lighter RPGs. Like, it can't be one of the ones where, like, you know, the universe is going to end or, you know, the world is going to explode. But then no, like Skyrim. Even... No. See, I don't want to go to Skyrim either, you know, because I would just be sitting there, you know, doing. Is this a thing? Like, would it be an NPC or would we just just visit? Like, if we were just going to visit there, you know, and look around, I'd be like, oh, there goes a dragon. It's time to go, you know. So I don't I don't know. I always think that. I, I don't know. I, I just I just think that it would be it, it when you, when you engage in stuff like this, it's always kind of funny to think about what people would 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 decide. Uh, Joe, well, where would you go? I think Joe would go to like Burger Time, you know, and <laughs> you know, I think that'd be a good one for him. Peter oh yes, Pepper, yeah. Peter Pepper, Petra and Costa. Oh yeah. my gosh, there you go. Yes, Ronald Treasureland Adventure with uh, Joe, <laughs> with uh, Trader Joe. Yes. <laughs> No, no. yours be like a, a GameStop simulator. <laughs> I thought about uh, visiting the worlds of uh, Fantasy Star, and especially the Agile system on there. You know, I think it'd be kind of I can see that. To hang out in the city at least. You know, check out you know people hanging out at the kiosks and that kind of thing. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe be a, uh, a network op in the command center or something like that. You know. I can imagine if I dare want to be a hunter or, you know, go out in the field, I go out in the field, you know, so. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing, like, if we could go there and, like, not get hurt or just, like, go and have adventures, you know, then, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that, what is that, that that dot .hack game series where that's what people basically do. It's like they go into, like, an online world and then they just kind of run around and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I guess it'd be something like that, but... I, this is because games, video games are so like they always have some like there's usually something that's pushing you forward in the game um, nowadays um, or, or traditional games. I think that's why it's like some of the games. I think some of the games be beautiful just to go and and look at and like walk around in, but like staying at any kind of like extended time period, nah, I'm I'm, I'm good. But then you yeah. have all the, but then you have like the cozy games, you know, like all of the like walking simulator games. And I keep thinking, you know, I don't know if I, I really want to walk. Yeah. Like, do I want to like go to these games that are like super, and I think I would get super boring, you know, just walking around, you know, I don't know. I think Monster Hunter would be fun too, because, you know, you could see how the inner workings of the city is, you know, hang out with cats. You know, yeah. I, there you go. I think Monster Hunter, if I had to go to any place, I think Monster Hunter would be the place because like there are, there are, there are hunters that go out and do stuff and there's no like one super like villainous thing that's trying to like kill everybody. You know, because I, I, in Monster Hunter, it's all about the the the, the ecosystems and the there are the ecosystems and and the monsters that are there, and so it's just this, you know, running around and um, 
and just living in the world. I think that's why I think that would be the best one because, like, I don't ever think like they always say like they say, oh, you know, this one monster is waking up, and like if we don't, you know, divert it or do something to it, it'll it'll wreck the city or something. So it's, I, I never think that it's super everything is super grandiose that it wouldn't be kind of interesting or fun to do. I think that's the thing that the key, you know, I, like I, I don't want to go to a, a world where like like life threatening or um like end of times threatening is, is is happening like i think monster hunter would be fun like you go there you hang out with cats you know you would you would kick back you know you get your little wire bug i think kev would turn his back in and not use yeah. it <laughs> i'd be in world there you go see yeah. kev would be in i'd world. go to world <laughs> I'd, I'd use the wire bug no, which makes me believe that it'd be so amazing if, like, you know, when Monster Hunter World 2 comes out, which it will, we know it will, did it did record numbers, so it will be coming out. If they did have the 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 pups and the cats running together, you know, and I think they probably would get rid of the wire bug, and I don't think it's going to be in the second one. But but I think that'd be really awesome, or going to, like, you know, Monster Hunter stories and actually be a monster writer. Like, I think that'd be so cool to, like, Write a Rathalos, you know, and fly around. I think that'd be kind of cool. So yeah, I def I would definitely go to Monster Hunter. I think Monster Hunter would be a definitely definitely a good choice. I think Pokemon also would be one as well because it's like there's not yeah. like too much calamity in that particular world or anything. You're just exactly. going out and exploring and catching creatures and you know fighting other people and you're a little monster creature war, you know. So yeah, you got to worry about like the 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 teams, whether it is Rocket or you know or whatever they're called i don't know yeah you know? but then you know you're not faced with other complete horror and death, annihilation you know? it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like i wouldn't want to go to like callisto protocol like i wouldn't want to go to <laughs> dead space like i wouldn't mm. want to go to <laughs> to worlds like that you yeah know? you go to but, callisto you're you gotta move like uh little <laughs> mac you know <laughs> yeah, i'm not trying to do all right. that <laughs> no i thought of one off the wall one it's like um if if i would be be willing to do this like you know like maybe sid meyer's civilization where i'm gonna fight off against hitler fucking trump and gandhi and <laughs> napoleon <laughs> so name all the world leaders of note you know i would love to beat trump in a strategical like you know battle you know so Gosh. I don't think that'd be too hard. Though. Trump, Hitler, and Gandhi is like a like <laughs> some be, type of Hydra creature. <laughs> <Free-headed>. <laughs> that'd be easy mode for beating Trump. Mm. Oh, man. Any other places we would like to go and have fun that popped up? I think the world of Borderlands wouldn't be too bad either, you know. I would get so tired of everyone in that game, in that world. <laughs> Just because uh, the way they talk, claptrap. Yeah, yeah. Like because like if that whole world was it was just like in like completely inhabited by like late nineties, early two thousand, you know, millennials, ugh, you know, or or or, or people talk. <laughs> no, I just don't think that I could do it. Like I just think that it would just be so like ah, uh, like it's just so <laughs> you're all so cringy. <laughs> like how'd it go? Nah, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to do Doom, man. I'd be like, no. See, that's another one. Like, I don't want to do Doom. I don't want to do Max GTA. Payne. Yeah. I, want to do, I definitely don't want to do GTA. No, I can just go to LA for that. Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> New York, like, LA, Chicago. No. Oh, but I think it'd be kind of fun to go to like 
uh, uh, Saints Row 2, that world would be fun. Mm, mm, I don't know about all that. I mean, again, if, like if, if it was just if it was just yeah, silly, it's all, like, all, all fun until you get beat up with a yeah. real bat. You know, yeah. that's true. That's true. But I would have Gat on my side. You know, or shot. I just I just go and eat a burger and get my health back. I don't get know. Back, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, but that was the For question. The freckle bitches. No. No. <laughs> But so that was the question for 189, and so the question for uh, 190, uh, 191 is: uh, Have you ever played a video game in an arcade? Uh, if yes, uh, what was your fondest arcade memory? I think you all know if you've listened to us for a while. I think you'll remember what what Joe and I's fondest arcade memories are but i'm sure that we have a couple of other ones so uh let's take a stroll down memory lane and uh, talk about uh arcade uh arcade fond memories i think it's good to have a nice you know fun uh fun question um and and at the beginning uh of this uh, of, of the main event i will explain to you what an arcade is or or if you want to go to the to the um uh, Discord and ask and ask uh, what an arcade is. We can let you know because I know some people don't know what arcades are anymore. But um, but they were they were a great place, much like bowling alleys and roller rinks. They were you know a staple of a of a young person's life in a certain era. So mm-hmm. so that's where the but, gaming started, really. You know. Yep. So so well, you know. So we've reached the end of our main event and. Uh, you know what that means? It's time for the Jabroni Gaming News. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to add, too, just in case if you have a response to the main event question this episode, but you didn't get a chance to answer it or whatnot, just feel free to go and let us know, and we'll add it to the next episode and get your responses in. So so if our uh, discussion inspired you to you know, know what video game world you want to like exist in, let us know. And get started with the news. Uh, first off, I want to kind of touch upon some DLC for games that we've been playing that's coming up. Uh, the Cluster Protocols DLC roadmap is going to include new story content. So that's coming in summer of 2023. On here also, based on their DLC roadmap, they are going to have free updates to all players. But on February the 7th, all players will receive free access to new game plus and hardcore mode. So that game's even more hardcore than it's going to be Kev. So I don't know if you're prepared <laughs> or not. So also they have something for premium pass season pass content. It's called the Alderway skin collection, which is coming on February the 7th on here. At basically that's the armor of the Alderway and underground insurgency pitted against the UJC. On there, also, too, they have a Contagion bundle in March, a Riot bundle next spring, and new story content in the summer. The Contagion bundle is, uh, I guess, a new um, mode in the game called Contagion. On here, I guess it's limited ammo and health drops. You basically could um, have customized difficulty and permadeath. So it's all basically hardest of the hard on there, so... On there, almost like almost like it sounds like a roguelike of some sort. So 
The Contagion Bundle also includes 13 new Jacob Death animations. So this is the uh, story that was bandied about, about Death animations being uh, kind of limited to the DLC on there. But uh, I know Glenn Schofield came on social media and said, no, we just didn't get enough time to add these to the actual game proper. So we'll see if uh, everyone has access to these um, Death animations or whether they're going to be exclusive for the Contagion Bundle or not. So... And then the Riot Bundle, haha, sounds like a horde mode. It is a horde mode. Venture into a previously undiscovered area of Black Iron Prison and battle through waves of brutal enemies. So does a horde mode sound kind of interesting to you, Kevin, in this particular world? I don't see how it's going to play well, given how the mechanics are right now. Because really, the the mechanics are behind you confronting one maybe two enemies at a time you throw in a horde with the way because you have that soft lock on when you're fighting you have the fact that firearms at least the one that i have using them in and of themselves is just a waste of ammo unless they do a substantial change to the combat mechanics in the game which is possible which is a possibility um i don't see a horde mode being fun in this type of game at all uh, it, it's really going to require a substantial change uh, to how the combat plays. It, it would actually have to be more like Dead Space than it is now, in my yeah. opinion. I'll have to see if that occurs or not. So, yeah, you know, one thing about this game I didn't mention in news in a previous episode, but it was stated that Sony lended uh, the developer of this game 150 extra personnel to finish the the actual development of the game so and i find it kind of cool that sony went ahead and did that even though the game is a multi-platform game which is kind of crazy in itself so on there but i guess they did have like some uh um exclusivity as far as the marketing on there that marketing led on playstation so that's why they helped uh craft on and the uh, developers of this game be able to go ahead and, and get the game out um, by its release date. So mm -hmm. it's kind of cool on here. And so last but not least, they did state that uh, story content is coming, but obviously that's to come on here. I don't know if Season Pass might be worth it for you, Kev. I know if I do eventually get this game, it might be something if, if you play the Horde mode, maybe it's something I'll give it, give it a gander on here. So... I'll we'll have to kind of take that and roll with it as is on there. So I am interested in playing this game. I just uh, need to find time for it and room for it. So, you know, and especially with the reviews coming off the way they are, I'll probably pick it up maybe later on a little of a sale if need be. So I probably, you're the same, right, Des? Or is the point that because of the horror aspect, you know, you're on the fence still? I'm probably not going to be buying it. 100% yeah. honest, so... Yeah. Enjoy it. All right. All right. And another game's also getting uh, a DLC in this particular instance. The game will get content updates for free. So Sonic Frontiers DLC is going to include a lot of different items to come. So um, its first DLC update's currently set to include a photo mode, a jukebox, and new challenge modes. On here, uh, the second update will include Sonic's birthday, an open zone challenge, and new Coco 
on here. And then the third update will add new story content and playable characters on there. It looks like there's Knuckles, Tails, Amy on here. And it looks like some new story content's being promised as well. So on there. So, so I'll have to take a look on there. But uh, people have been enjoying this game on there. It's the 3D Sonic that everyone wants to play. And I know I kind of put it, I'm going to put more on my front burner than my back burner i know you've been enjoying it kev so i know there's no per se multiplayer but i like to kind of maybe enjoy the game the same time you are and kind of dip in there and see if i enjoy it so yeah i kind of suspect that this game might be have some some elements of fantasy star online new genesis to the open worldness of it you know so i'm kind of curious to kind of play and get my take on that and see if if sonic team kind of took some um, beads from their other open world title, uh, PSL 2 New Genesis, to see if they add some of that to the Sonic mix if need be. So, yeah. One thing I forgot to mention is Sonic Frontiers has an amazing soundtrack. It, it I don't, it, it, it sounds like you're it, you're back in like 1997 in a Japanese arcade that's owned by Sega. It it's it it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh just in the brief number of songs that I've heard, it it just screams 90s Sega. And uh, and it's absolutely brilliant. You love to hear it. Indeed. All right, so next news story is something that kind of took me back. A little bit once I saw it this week. I was kind of super excited and kind of get your guys' take. But uh, Capcom has announced that Monster Hunter Rise is coming out for both PlayStation and Xbox consoles. It's also coming out for Game Pass for both Xbox and PC. So the game is going to be released for all of those platforms on January 20th, 2023. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is going to launch in spring of 2023 uh, for all of those platforms on here. Of course, you know, obviously they announced that also as well that there's going to be uh, certain aspects of the PlayStation 5 version that will have uh, dual sense capabilities as far as the haptic, tri- you know, haptic triggers uh, and the um, haptic feedback adaptive triggers excuse me i always get those two mixed up for whatever reason so but uh as soon as i saw this it's like okay they're also advertising 120 frames per second mode for the game as well so it's like after i saw this you know i was tempted when this game initially came out for steam and i was really on the fence whether i wanted to get out of the quote-unquote you know low-res switch prison (laughs) and move up to pc well you know since you put this game on my favorite platform and given the fact that even though i did buy some break outright <laughs> purchased the code from nintendo redeemed it and everything that i am going to jump whole hog back into monster Hunter rise on the playstation so i think uh, it'd be cool to play that game without having to get on discord get a party going you know go ahead and just play on playstation and play it at all the frames in a super the greatest mode with a great controller and go to it. You know, I don't mind 
maybe making my way through rise maybe quickly and then uh, you know waiting for some break to drop and kind of go from there but i'm kind of curious how you two feel about it uh, i'll go to you first kev get your take because i know that wire bug ain't doing you any favors so. no it's not it's not i mean i guess if you guys get it and you're going to play it i'll get it but it, it, that's the only that's the minute you guys put it down it, it's getting traded <laughs> oh, there's no physical for this, as far as I know. Oh, there is. So, oh, no, okay. No, it's oh, forty bucks. Man. Forty bucks. Oh. PSN, not too bad, give or yeah, take. You bad. know, so I, I was physical. That actually kind of surprises me. Actually, I, I you know, don't take that for certain. I was poking around looking to see if they added anything, but to me, it's like it's already like December fourth as the day of this recording, and it's coming out in six weeks and we don't have any store listings for it i looked on capcom's website no confirmation i asked gamestop yesterday to see if they had a skew no skew so i'm really thinking it's a you know only a uh, you know basically just digital and digital at that so so yeah. see yeah i guess if you guys play it, i'll play it how about you des i don't know <clears throat> i'm kind of up in the air at this point um, I have a feeling that this will come out and then um, it'll go on sale and then I will probably pick it up on a sale and then buy it and then buy it and then play it then. Uh, this is nothing that I'm going to rush out to play immediately. It's just I've, I've already played it. I've had a fun time with it. I think it's great that other people who do not have a Nintendo Switch will be able to experience the joy that I have. But this is something that's not pushing me to to to. There's nothing pushing me to revisit it again, you know, at this point. So if y'all get it and y'all play it, 100% enjoy it. But I I think I, I I think it's time for me personally to move on and 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 really you know really light that torch and keep that torch or keep that torch burning for Monster Hunter World Two. So I think this is great and it's good to prolong the life. And maybe, you know, this is them trying to, you know, get squeeze a little bit more money out of it until, you know, World 3 comes, World 2 comes out, which should be, we should be seeing an announcement, I would say, shortly after uh, this releases on on, on these other platforms. Um, I, 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 you can put it, maybe we can do a, I don't know, uh, a Cheetos bet, you know, that they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to be, uh, doing a launching announcements for uh monster hunter world uh two uh fall uh 2023 so i'm just saying we can maybe we can do a cheetos bet or something that'd be cool so or a burger bet i don't know oh, i'm gonna say sticks. i'm gonna say 2024 really you think so yeah i i feel that i i think that because there's so much that just being world being my first ex experience with monster hunter i mean what's typically the gap between a a, a, a month a, i'm not talking about like the moving from you know the base game and then getting the s rank the re-release of the same game with the s rank and extra monsters like when they move from one to two from two to three, I don't know how the how the numbering nomenclature goes, but what's typically the the number of years between uh, per, the, the different Monster Hunter games? Well, unfortunately, uh, I don't know offhand. I mean, Joe would probably be the be the one to 
to be able to answer that more effectively. But I do, I do believe that at least maybe two, three years uh, tops before, before, you know, and that's after that's, and this is my assumption after, after looking at what's, what's going on right now and seeing what it, what it is, you know, we were get a main title, then we get the ancillary ones, you know, then, so, so we get the main one, then they release something an extra for it, you know, to kind of bring people back. And then they release the new game, release some stuff for that to bring people back, and then they release uh, another new game. So that's what I'm thinking. It's about three years. Uh, yeah, looking at the timeline, it looks like like Monster Hunter 3 that came out for the Wii came out in 2009, and then Monster Hunter 4 did not come out until 2013. So there was like about so a four-year uh, four four gap. gap. And then uh, from there, uh, Monster Hunter World came out in 2018, so... That was five year difference, and then Monster Hunter Rise came out in twenty twenty one. So that's like, uh, but I think the separate I think the, that was a separate team that was working yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think I think the reason why we saw such a gap between uh, before uh, Worlds came out was because it was coming back to PlayStation, and they were really putting a lot of effort into making it, you know, the great game that it was. And so now yeah. that they have all those assets, now it's just it's just now they just have to, you know, bring it in decide where we're going what new you know pokemon i mean new archipelago we're going to because <laughs> it's just like pokemon almost you know when you think about it um and then just go from there so i personally think that that will be getting it relatively soon so because it's been when was when did monster that came out in 2019 and so we're getting into 20 2003 so actually kevin might be kevin might be onto something Maybe summer 2024. So yeah, if the world team after they finished with Iceborne in 2019, they've been cranking on a new game, you know, because yeah. the, t- the team that did Monster Hunter Rise is the same team that worked on Monster Hunter Generations, which is just the separate team that worked on that while Monster Hunter 4 was in development. So, so I mean, pretty much once they got done doing Generations, they hopped on to start developing Rise, which uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate came out for the Switch and for the 3DS back in 2017 so you know pretty much uh, they it's looking looking probably pretty pretty good to see um you know i don't, I don't know if about making a bet you know i'm hoping this comes out sooner than later but <laughs> any chance to eat cheetos i'm down you know whether you have to give me red hot flaming flaming hot cheetos and have to see me suffer through that i mean I don't no i'm not gonna be doing any that's that's mean and i would not be doing that to anybody Another thing too, oh, I'd put a I fat burger. I'd put a fat burger bet on that. There you go. We'd do a burger bet. Burger bet. Yeah. Okay. So what's the uh, the terms then if it comes out? Okay. So so why don't we why don't we think about it? Not make it right now. So stay tuned for next episode, and we'll talk about the Monster Hunter the Monster Hunter World's burger bet. Okay. So stay tuned for next episode, episode uh, one ninety one. We will give you uh, our uh, the states the stakes. Well, not steaks. The steak bet's already going, but we'll give us we'll give a we'll give you the the the, the steaks for the the Monster Hunter World Two burger bet. So stay tuned. And if you yes, have that the, steak it, bet's actually looking pretty good now. It's like yeah. you know, I've been all quiet on the Western Front over here. You know, so. And if, and and if Jim Ryan's have, gonna go, ha ha fool. <laughs> and if you have any, if you have any suggestions for for the burger bet. Uh, within reason, don't get too crazy now. Within reason, let us know in our Discord. You know, let us know in, in our Discord about about what do you think would be a a, a good burger bet, um, like the type of burger we should eat or some something like that. But nothing crazy. Don't get crazy. You know, but 
but yeah, I think it'll be. I think this is a fun community challenge because I think we're both, we're all like a lot of people who are on our Discord play Monster Hunter, and I think we're all you know anxious to see a new Monster Hunter. So, uh, maybe, so maybe I'll have to eat a Rathalos burger or something. Who knows? A Rathalos burger. <laughs> I would love to find one of those. That'd be amazing. Can't wait. Ugh, that'd be fantastic. Well, there is that Monster Hunter themed cafe in Japan somewhere in Tokyo. I think I would love to go to that. I'd be like, let's do it. <laughs> I'd be like, please get in my belly. Mm-mm-mm, some plesiot sushi. All right. Plesiot sushi. <laughs> Silly. All right. Also, too, kind of, I wasn't aware, but uh, I guess they are working on a Monster Hunter mobile game uh, by mm. the developers of uh, Call of Duty Online from Tencent. So Tencent's Timmy Studio mm. is working on that. So they announced. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, me, us and mobile here on this show do, do not mix. So Mm-mm. I doubt well. it. God bless them. God bless them. Yes, we'll see. All right. And as for mentioned, Games Pass, we mentioned Games Pass. So we want to, you know, obviously let the people know what's coming out for Games Pass for the month of December. We'll kind of compare services here with the December updates. So uh, Microsoft is got a surprise announcement that they are going to have Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga available on December the 6th. Also, Hello Neighbor 2 launches day and date into the service as well. On here, a sequel that no one really asked for, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Hello Neighbor, guess what? Goodbye Neighbor 2. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. I ain't playing your wanky-danky-stanky game. So. All right, also, Eastward. Grand opening, grand close. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Goodbye, neighbor. That's right. I'm not touching your game. Man, what did that developer do to you? <laughs> I don't know. Just, like you see that, like you know, Mister Belvedere looking motherfucker. <laughs> wow. With the like, ooh, 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 look at me. I'm creepy man. Ooh. <laughs> uh, what 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 did the man do to you, Joe? <laughs> Touch me in an appropriate place. Who I knows? Guess. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Were you Arnold and Dudley? <laughs> oh. Dudley in the tub. Yeah, <laughs> unbeknowning, they also touched Jabroni the Gooch. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, uh, they're also, um, get, get this new story back on point. Yeah. Eastward is coming out, it has already come out uh, on console and PC, which is a very excellent indie. RPG title, I happen to own it for the Switch, so we'll see if I dabble with it on the Xbox. Uh, the Walking Dead Final Season is also available as well. Also, uh, later on this month, Metal Hellsinger is coming out for Xbox One, which is, I know, something that Dez was just trying, dying to try, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, a High on Life. So, uh, from the um, developer of where? Now, Makers um, of Rick and Morty. There you go. Justin Roiland. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. FPS shooter extravaganza with the guns that uh, curse at you and say inappropriate things is coming out on December 13th. Also, Potion Craft is uh, being um, put in Games Pass uh, on the same date for console and PC. Also, they are getting 
Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year Edition. So you get all the Hot Wheels stuff with DLC added, which is kind of cool in a way. But we kind of said our piece about that game <laughs> a few episodes ago on there. Uh, Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan is also joining on Games Pass on December 15th. So, so if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you got some stuff to look forward to. Of course, there are some games leaving. Of course, Aliens Fireteam Elite, as soon as we get ready to start playing, and I know uh, our game nights that people have been uh, joining on the Xbox side of things, including Eric Bouchard and uh, Surgeon Fire, so it's put up or shut up time, gentlemen, unfortunately, you're going to either purchase the game for your 20% discount or move on on there, so... Also, too, I forgot, uh, they're also getting another game, which I think... Both me and you, Des, were kind of anticipating. Uh, Chain Echoes is actually coming, which is not even in this news story, for God's sake. But It's uh, it, coming out the 8th. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, this is like kind of an uh, indie love letter to uh, 16-bit RPGs on there that is coming out on there. So, God, I don't even know why in this news article on VGC, which we get all most of our news from, didn't mention that because that game is awesome. I actually might buy that game. Who knows? We'll see. Well, it doesn't have a. It doesn't have a. Uh, you have to wait until the next year sometime in order to get the. Um, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, to get the uh, uh, physical. Unfortunately, it's only digital for right now. Yeah, I know. So I was okay. sad about that when I heard it. I was like, no. Yeah, Aliens Fire Team Elite's also, like I said, leaving. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. If you hadn't had a chance to play it now, go and play it while you have a chance. Lake. It's leaving One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, uh, Race at Ryan. So if you want to race at Ryan, guess what? You're going to have to pay. You have to pay Phil and uh, Aaron Greenberg and all those crew that are race at Ryan. So uh, Record of Lotus War, D-Lit in Wonder Labyrinth that's also leaving, which is an excellent game as well on there. Um, so we'll have to check that out. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking for something new for Games Pass. I think uh, Lego Skywalker... Uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is a pretty decent get. So, and then of course, you know, um, you know, Monster Hunter Rise next month on that. So, unfortunately, Rise is not going to be cross-platform play with the PlayStation. So, uh, unfortunately, for those of you listening that want to lean into the Game Pass um, Rise to play with us, it does not support cross-platform play, unfortunately. On there, it does support cross-platform play between PC and Xbox, though. So if you want to go that route, by all means, you know, we'll see if the GHR radio crew is going to be all up on that Monster Hunter business. I don't think so, but, you know, just to say that out there. So, <laughs> And, of course, Xbox games with gold for December. Uh, and the services just likes to continue to give or not to give. <laughs> Uh, they eliminated both the 360 and the original Xbox titles, so you're only getting two titles a month with uh, games with gold. So they are having uh, Colt Canyon and uh, Blade of Fury, which I know Blade of Fury is a good game, so mm -hmm. uh, that might be a decent get for them. So, But you want to compare it to PlayStation Plus Essential for December? PlayStation Plus Essential for December is including Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which includes all three Mass Effect titles on there. It also includes uh, the much maligned, but, you know, I'll check a look and see Biomutant. I know that that game you were super stoked for, Des, but it kind of came out like a like a flat thud, right? 
Yep, and it was so unfortunate too. I really wanted to like that game, and I tried. I tried quite a bit to like it, but it just it just wasn't there. There's a next gen version that I don't know if you're curious to check nope. out the PS5 version. Nope. Uh, no, so? it's a it's it's a wrap for that game. A wrap. No mm-hmm. turning back. All right. No turning back. Also, they have another game which is coming out day and date. It's called Divine Knockout on here. So, and I uh, did a little bit more digging on uh, DKO <laughs> on there, and it's from the team that did Smite on here. So it is a third-person platform fighter. So, so I'm not kind of curious to see what this is on there but the dude brawl looks like kind of has a smash brothers element to it as well on here so i'll have to take a look it is multiplayer so you know something you might check out kev or it's like a point that you know probably not i mean i am kind of curious about biomutant um to be honest i mean xbox is actually their I, I the, their Game Pass selections look pretty good for December. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it w- if it's worth restarting my membership for because the only reason I would really want to play the only game on that list that I really want to I'm interested in playing would be Skywalker Saga. Um, I don't know, maybe. And yeah, I think Skywalker Saga is fifty bucks new. Uh, what is a what is a year's worth of Game Pass? Or three? I think three months is forty seven, right? Yeah, it's like forty four ninety nine on there. Yeah. You might be able to find it on the sale. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. I'll let you know and uh, kind of go from there. Because uh, you know, Trader Joe tip. We're gonna like <laughs> deviate into a Trader Joe tip. Uh, take a look at Dollar General. Mm-hmm. I know it's like one of these generic uh, like dollar stores, but they've been putting up uh, like a 10, 15% off particular gift cards for the Christmas holidays. And so I went in there, I picked up a $300 GameStop gift card for 255 bucks, 15% off. And I used it to pay for some pre-orders I had um, for some games coming up on there. So, and so it's a good way to save a little dough, especially if you don't mind paying up front. Mm-hmm. on there but yeah i wound up getting a uh, 15% off a gamestop gift card and you could go up to 500 bucks on that if you really want to so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i know they had uh, the three month game pass ultimate subscriber cards as well which are normally 45 so if you knock 15% off of that that's another what the five bucks six bucks give or take doing mm-hmm. the quick math on that so not too bad so Okay, yeah, I might, I might look into that. You know, maybe Ace Black or someone might, might want to add you as a, a friend, <laughs> to <laughs> kick you down, but who knows? So, you know, I'm, uh, I know it's much aligned as far as the games coming out for Ace and his son. So we'll mm-hmm. see what comes up with that. So, all right. And also, too, um, something I just recently signed up for yesterday, but uh, Street Fighter Six is having their second closed beta, and that's basically going to be a four-day test from December 16th to December 19th. It's available on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, and Steam with cross-play enabled. As long as you have a uh, Capcom account, Capcom ID on there, you should be able to go ahead and enroll into the closed beta 
on there. The full list of modes available for the second closed beta, including rank match, casual match, battle hub match, open tournament, extreme battle game center, and training mode. So looks kind of cool. And I'm really anticipating some announcement of a release date for Street Fighter VI during the Game Awards coming up next week. So. So we'll have to take a look. We'll probably talk about that on the next episode. But I'm thinking it's getting up to being pretty soon for this game to uh, come out. There's also a new option with the beta 2 to reduce input delay in the graphics m menu. But Capcom warns it could cause some screen tearing on here. So they said that turning on this option will shorten the gap between your inputs and the action happening on screen. This is especially useful if you're using a monitor capable of displaying 120 hertz on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. For the Steam version, the same effect can be achieved by turning this option on, setting VSync to off, and setting the refresh rate up to 120 hertz or higher mm -hmm. on there. So kind of cool that they're offering 120 hertz support on there because I know a lot of fighters really haven't delved into it besides uh, Samurai Showdown. So. I'm going to take a look at that. So I'm kind of curious if you guys will join me. You know, I'm hoping to get into the beta. We'll see. So yeah, I will. I will. I will make an effort to sign up for it. Maybe I'll have to break out my H wrap and and see if I could actually play on a stick. We'll see. So all right, and then some new kind of uh, game announcements, game ports coming out, which I want to kind of cover real briefly here uh sky children of light is coming out for playstation 4 it is coming out on december the 6th which will be out this week uh, this is a um, free-to-play adventure game from the uh that game company the developer of uh flower and also um god what's that other game i'm trying to think that they uh, worked on um journey as well yeah journey on there but they, they released this game for ios and android on there they eventually brought it over the switch but it is a free-to-play adventure game on there it's coming out for a playstation so i'll be kind of curious to check it out it's uh, has some mmorpg elements to it as well on here so kind of curious in that same aspect as journey i don't know if this is something that caught your ideas at all um kind of um it looked it it looks fun but i'm not really sure you know if I'll i'm gonna to try but, it yeah exactly that's why it's, it's free um, you know so well it's been out if i remember correctly it's the one that's been out already on pc and it's kind of if it's just it, it, it's it's a cozy type game so so i'm not sure how i'm always i'm always worried about cozy games and and the life expectancy from them because i'm never sure how how uh big it's going to be you know or 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 how much it's going to um give uh to the uh, to the player you know what I, you know that means like cozy games i think it's one of those games you can just kind of put on play it and then move on with your life and it there's it's it's not like aggressive and i guess that's the reason why it's there but but um but i don't know but i mean i i might try it but i don't know are you gonna try it yeah i was kind of interested in it so i know okay. i've uh i haven't really i played journey a little bit but it's something where i should have really sat down and beat that game because it's really like short on there and i know a lot of people really love that title and uh you know seeing the uh game flower too i know i delve with that play that a little bit you know i knew it was so damn esoteric but kind of fun 
So definitely something I think the barrier entry is uh, kind of, you know, with it being a free to play. Just have to see what the loop is and see if there's any, um, you know, sort of uh, a thing where I'm inspired to spend money in the, into the title or not, as far as seeing uh, what the uh, pay to play kind of aspects of it is for that. So, so we'll see. We'll talk about it in the next episode mm-hmm. or two once we get a chance to check it out. So. Definitely let us know, especially since it's a multiplayer title. It's something if you're interested in, definitely uh, let us know if you want to try it, try it out with us as well. So, Also, too, um, Annapurna announced a uh, port of uh, Neon White for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. Um, so this uh, port's going to be available on both platforms on December 13th. On here, this game was originally released for both the Switch and uh, also for Steam on there but this is like the kind of crazy first person like you know uh looks like a jrpg a lot of like phonetic gameplay and uh using some cards and fps elements and even some social links aka persona in there which is kind of nuts and there's also um some dual sense and playstation 5 um features for the game as well to kind of come out so you know if i was going to check out this game i was kind of interested in checking it out on the switch or on steam and just seeing it's coming off of playstation with those specific features just kind of put this more on the radar for me so on here i know des we talked about this game before on the pod but i don't know if uh, something if you're checking it out or kind of take a wait and see on this um i, I think it's so neon white is a very interesting game like because you're running and jumping and gunning and shooting stuff and and it it looks like it would be a fun game but i don't know if i'm up for that kind of run and gun first person kind of shooting you know what i mean um i think the style looks great uh love the art style yeah you know and but i just don't know like it it's gotten pretty good reviews um and people seem to like it um did they list uh, did they list a a price for it uh let me take a look just to see i don't have a price no problem i mean that's the thing i'm I'm thinking it's 20 i think yeah it's probably 19.99 but i'm just you know like the i i've been really looking at some of these ports uh these move these ports over and i just really am hoping that they don't try to try to gouge us you know, is, is my thing. So, so, but I think a game like this could sell anywhere from like nineteen ninety nine to like twenty four ninety nine. I think anywhere between that price point would probably be, be good. Sorry, I've just been looking at a lot of indie games on Nintendo Switch, and so I've been watching a lot of stuff around um, the price for indie games and seeing how much uh, some of these games are, are kind of worth it because indie games, there's no real. That's a tangent, but there's no real like um pricing structure for indie games so you never really know so and especially a game that's that's been out for a while and then being ported over you never know you know uh you know i'm thinking now looking at this i've pulled up the playstation network um playstation store page for this game Mm -hmm. just says announce and release date to be determined i'm thinking this with the release date being on the 13th this screams at a playstation plus extra title you think so that's even better yeah i'm thinking so because especially with stray 
They never put Stray up on the store. They released Stray physically, of course, and had the announcements as far as picking up a physical copy. But uh, Annapurna is also the publisher of Stray, which came on PlayStation Plus Extra at launch. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah, following that, you might be right, buddy. And if you know, that's the case, that's even better for us. Yeah, I'll definitely take it. If it, if it comes on PlayStation Plus Extra, Kev, you think you'd give this game a shot or it could kind of catch your eye or not really? Um, maybe, maybe. Again, I, I'm, to- I'm totally there with you, Kev. Like, I'm just not sure, you know? Yeah, it, there, it's just there's weird. a lot of moving parts to this game Yeah, that I'm just not really sure of. It's a first-person shooter that it's also Persona, and it's like, uh... <laughs> pick Almost like I want to say, pick one or two lanes and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're taking the whole freeway. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then a couple other games that kind of was caught my eye a bit. Uh, so this uh, snowboarding game that was originally released out on Xbox and on Games Pass called Shredders is uh, coming out for PlayStation. It's coming out on uh, December the 6th. It's currently out for, like I said, Xbox Series consoles and PC. So if you want to get some snowboarding down and if you're interested in this game when it was announced for Xbox, it is coming out for PlayStation and it will be out on there as far as the price don't see a price but i will do my crack internet research to see if it's even listed in this in the store yet so i could actually spell the word shredders here on the fly Mm -hmm. i'm sure you can dude i I, I believe in you you believe in me it's it says announce but no price so we'll have to see it is coming on the sixth though so but uh I'm going to actually download the Xbox version, see if it's worthy. And then if it is, you know, maybe if I want to actually purchase it for play, I might go and do it on PlayStation. So, and then last but not least, another game I've kind of been keeping an eye out. It's on my Steam wish list, but uh, if you guys haven't heard of it yet, it's a game uh, called Vengeful Guardian Moonrider on here. It's being published by the Arcade Crew, which is the same publisher of numerous, like, kind of a. Uh, 16-bit uh, inspired games, including games like uh, Blazing um, Blazing Chrome, on here. But this game is like basically, if you look at it, it's like a, a like a whole inspired by classic 16-bit action games on here. So it kind of reminded me of a like a Contra Hardcore on the Sega Genesis, is what it looked like to me once I was watching the trailer for it. So it is channeling a lot of that inspiration and it looks nuts it's all pixel graphics and uh i'm definitely interested in picking it up and playing it uh on it it's by the same developers that did um also this game blazing chrome also onakin and odalis which i own both on the switch and so they basically just they take their 16-bit inspirations and kind of bring them to life i know odalis kind of reminded me of uh, like a, a modern version of Rastin, if you believe it, and then Odakin kind of reminded me almost like a Strider type game. So Blazing Chrome was a straight up like a Contra S game. So I mean, if that sounds like in your wheelhouse, I definitely would recommend this game. So, so it's coming out on January 12th for PlayStation 5, 4, Switch, PC, and also up for Amazon Luna, but no Xbox for some reason. Imagine that. So, so. Mm. And that's it for the news for this episode, gentlemen. Cool.
And game night, game night, uh, as far as uh, I haven't been partaking because I've been busy. I apologize. I know I dipped in a couple times while I wasn't able to hear, hear you gentlemen, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they were, we were all thinking you were in a business meeting. <laughs> I was at a bar drinking a Jack and Coke and waiting for a band to get on the stage. So that's what I was doing. So. Well, awesome. Yep. But yeah, game night we usually play on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. P- Pacific, not specific. Thank you. Um, but we get together on Discord, and uh, from there we kind of decide on what we're going to play and go from there. I know this last week, I think you gentlemen played Aliens Fireteam Elite, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, n- no. No, uh, what happened? What- I think we just, I was playing uh, Dragon Ball Fighters and uh, Chase and uh, John BT. John BT were playing two other games. I don't know. Oh, right on. So you guys were just hanging out and conversating then? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay. But yeah, like like mentioned, I mean, we play pretty much anything you guys want to play that we have access to. We have in the past even bought games uh, on a whim. You know, uh, we you know we haven't played Valheim in a while, Valheim, but you know we, we played it just to appease and you know check out something new with the listeners. So we're up to you know do whatever you know. So just definitely let us know, join us on Discord, and we'll take it from there. I know Des, your Thursday night class is soon to be over, probably in the next week. Next week, right? next All week right. is my finals. I got I have a Thursday and a Friday class, so we'll see. How that goes. And I have a final tomorrow. We're recording this on Sunday. So once this comes out, I will have taken my um, my final. So so uh, wish me luck. And I'll let you know how I did on the next show. <laughs> oh, we'll see. But you'll, we'll see you back on game night. But yep. let us know, Kev, how people can join our Discord. All right. So if you have uh, dig what's going on here, we definitely want to invite you to our Discord channel. And you can get to that Discord channel by hitting us up on Twitter at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Go to our Twitter homepage, click the link to our Discord channel, and you're automatically in. All the fun discussions about gaming without the uh, uh, really bad, terrible insults that uh, typically happen on much larger uh, social media platforms so if you like talking about games but could live without the uh, the insults and uh, the legitimacy of your parents brought into being brought into question just for talking about a game i would invite you to hit us up on discord we're a great little community and we're trying to grow it into something really neat we post news just about on the daily uh, and a uh, lot of interaction uh, with our community there going on. So definitely want to invite you to rock out with us over on the Discord side. Or another way you can contact us is to hit us up via email. You can hit us at gamingvessels at gmail.com if you uh, would just wanted to make a comment about something you heard on the show or if you yourself would like to be on the show, get your viewpoints on gaming out to our listeners you're more than welcome to send us an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. So with that said, that's going to bring episode 190 to a close. <clears throat> so for Dez, 
aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka that gamer stat daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonuff71, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all, for that Christmas thing. Yo. <laughs> They're saying we'll be back next time, next week, episode 191 for your ears. Peace.